Hey guys, this is Korean Fried Chicken, or KFC for short, the podcast for K-pop fans, stands, and novice alike. I'm Stacy, and I'm Kaylee. Let's, Let's get, get into, into it. it. It's me, Stacy, and Kaylee, and we're filming another filming. Yeah, we're filming. That would be cool. That's a that's a surprise to me because I don't see any any camera. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody, she's drank two ginger ales. She doesn't. She's not in her right mind. She's like, let's start off with ramblings. <laughs> she can't even say anything. Oh boy. Oh no. If, if this is the entire episode, I can't I work really... in this kind of environment. Okay. Oh, strenuous. All right. Starting over. We're excited to be back for our fourth episode. Yeah, four. Wow. Yeah. We've honestly, I'm so impressed with how well this podcast is doing yeah. right now for our standards anyway yeah for our standards which are no standards at all yeah we are like wow someone's listening to us and that's all that that's really matters all, that is yeah so i appreciate it yes thank you so much for listening and downloading and following our podcast um some shout outs shout out to ashburn virginia if you're listening from ashburn virginia thank you we see you we see you every single episode super fantastic same with oregon i can't remember the name of the town i should texas same texas philippines the uk japan we got three downloads from tokyo yeah yeah i'm pumped pumped love tokyo oh everybody from the uk what's up yeah i see you too india chile argentina mexico I see you. Yeah. Austria, I also see you. So cool. Anyway. So just see where everybody's send- listening from. Sending love to you from Colorado. I'm put you can't see me, but I'm putting making a little heart and I'm She's doing the big hand heart, I'm doing a finger heart. Yeah, so towards the microphone. There you go. Do you feel it? Do you feel the love? <laughs> I hope so. Because I feel it. <laughs> Can you feel the love tonight? Anyway, it's the afternoon. It's not really that dark. So, yeah, we decided we're going to start our episodes a little bit more cash because I feel like the last couple episodes we get into it so quickly. Yeah. And then we're just super down to business and we're like, this is the stuff you need to know right now because we have so much to cover, but it's like, we can make our episodes a little bit longer yeah, if they're fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kaylee doesn't agree. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a very, like, let's get it done. Let's go, go, go. You might have heard that. And I'm like, let's have earlier. fun. Let's go ramble. with the flow. Let's talk. She, I don't know if you've noticed, but Kaylee gets really mad at me when I list things. No, <laughs> I do. She'll be like, there's this. And I'm like, yeah, this, yeah, this, uh-huh. yep, this, yeah. This okay, like, okay, okay wrap it up. <laughs> that's five things. We got it. I just I love giving all the examples. But anyway, do we have any updates? Up- Anything you want to talk any about updates? related to K-pop? I mean, Wano held his concert yesterday, his live concert, 
and he was so sweet. He's such a big baby. <laughs> Even though he's super muscular and masculine, he's, like, so sweet and soft, and he had bright pink hair, and I love him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we know. <laughs> well, I just wanted to throw that out there. Again. <laughs> yeah, just making sure everybody knows that you like him a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. You, all, you guys all got that? Okay, yep. good. Good job. All right, Kaylee, <laughs> what about you? Do you have any updates? Uh, any fun things you want to just throw into the universe? Not really. Okay. <laughs> well, that concludes I, our she, ramblings. <laughs> she, she, I didn't know that that was going to be a real question that she was going to ask, so I have nothing prepared. And I can't think off the top of my head, so. This episode, episode four, is all about our favorite K-pop choreography. Oh. Or what makes good K-pop choreography in general. Most music videos are... I don't know. What's the, the, title track? Title track, yeah. Title track songs are accompanied by choreography, and so it's only natural that we would break that down, especially as dancers. We've said, we said in our introduction episode that Kaylee and I have a lot of dance experience. I have like 18, 19 years. Oh, can you hear my dog? Hi, Bella. The door's closed. You can't go anywhere. <laughs> You're stuck down here with us. But I have 18 years of dance experience and Kaylee has 23 yes 23 years. that dates us the fact that you can even amount to that uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Shush. so between us we have a lot of dance experience and we're like super super passionate about it oh very I I'm like so so passionate <laughs> and, so, and you'll hear it later on yes actually I feel like I've taken the lead a little bit on some of our other episodes so this one is going to be a lot of Kaylee mainly because I was out of town in Nebraska last weekend, and then all of this week, I was camping off-grid with my parents, so I didn't get to do a lot of research, and when I came back on Friday and Kaylee and I got together to discuss our research, she had, like, pages and pages of notes, and I was like, I like it because it looks nice, <laughs> and I'm like, look at this at 1.05 seconds it, Seconds in there. Do you see how they didn't lift their arm? At the correct angle, blah, blah, blah. So I'm we're a little bit nitpicky, but I'm trying to tone it down. Because I know <laughs> that these are just normal dancers. I'm here's sorry. The thing. Kaylee's going to sound super, super critical. I am. Throughout this episode. I will. But it comes from a place of love because if she didn't love it, she would not care enough to do to, that. To, yeah, I wouldn't, be look at, I wouldn't be dissecting these videos if I didn't absolutely love it. So on that note, how we're going to dissect our choreography, we picked... Four that we're going to discuss together um, that we decided we're like, yep, that is the epitome of awesome, impactful. Yeah, well, there were, we picked like four. There are very different styles. They have different things that they focus on. And so it's a good, if you want to learn how to watch choreography with a critical eye, you can watch these and it will be an excellent basis. Mm -hmm. And before we reveal to you what those choreographies and videos are, we're going to talk about kind of the structure of how we broke these down and like what makes good choreography. Yeah. So to start is musicality. Yes, I absolutely love musicality. And it's basically when you are doing a move within the song. So it could go on beats of said song it could go on melodic melodies of the voices or the uh, syllables of the vocals or it can go on what i call invisible beats which are beats that could be in the song but you can't hear them mm -hmm. 
I think the difference between good musicality and bad musicality is if it follows a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And if all of the moves follow that really steady eight count, then it gets really boring really quickly. Yes. But if you are like one and two, three and a four, five, six, seven, eight. Yes. Then yeah, the dynamics of the uh, the musicality are really important to make choreography stand out. And interesting. Yes. Because at the end of the day, being interesting leaves a stronger impression and is a more effective choreography. So our next kind of standard, if you will, is stylization. And this is, you know, a dance should have a style. It doesn't necessarily have to, but if a style is com- is lacking, it better bring something else to the table. And what, 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 what styles are we looking at here? The ones that we picked? No, I mean, like... Like, what's an example of a style? Kaylee? An example, like, um, like swag. Swag style. Easy. I think of stylization, too, of, like, it draws inspiration from an existing Ding. discipline yeah. in dance. So, or, pop and lock, or uh, boogaloo, um, or, rock stepping, Or it epitomizes the song that it is you're dancing to. Like, if you hear a sharp staccato kind of song and your moves are sharp and staccato, it's like a pairing, you know? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. the style of the song, thus the style of the dance. Or, like, when 80s and 90s synth pop was really, really in in, like, 2018, mm-hmm. if they were doing really strong movement that matched that style or teen top rocking they did like rock step yes house the entire time which like fit the style of music they were creating yes so so that's kind of a little basis into style or like bts and black swan oh my god yes yes contemporary i'm listing examples kaylee are you mad no (laughs) here do another one i can't think of it oh oh okay moving on Okay, next one is movement quality. Or technique. Or technique. There, it can be differentiated between the two, but your movement quality is, like, are you using your entire body during the song, during the dance, and during a specific movement? Sometimes it can be stiff, sometimes it can be flowy, sometimes it can be rhythmic. Are you going to the edges of your, Mm -hmm. what do you call it, sphere of... Uh, your your like kinetic sphere like you're reaching as far as you're able to go yeah energy through your fingertips all of that you're extending the line of your uh, appendages (laughs) (laughs) i don't know but yeah like extending as far as you can and utilizing your space yes and even in your making your details specific and placed or Mm -hmm. you know using that throw quality yeah you know, it it's just depends on the style of dance, but your movement quality is super important when, you know, trying to execute and make effective choreography. And that's more dependent on the individual dancer, I think, yeah. than the actual choreography. Yeah. But sometimes, because, like, sometimes it's built into the choreography that you have to do it, but mostly I think it's reliant on the dancer being being aware of how they move and how they can interpret like the moves. Jimin, Jimin and J-Hope from BTS have very different movement qualities, and they look good doing the same choreography, but like they there's, look there's different. clear differences there yes. because Jimin is going to approach it from a contemporary technique style, and J Hope's going to approach it from a street dance technique style. So, okay, and then we have presentation. A choreography, if it is not presented well, will look boring, and that's not a good way of making choreography effective. I use effective a lot because I think it should be effective. Um, when you're presenting choreography, you should think, what's the best to interpret 
the choreography to make the audience understand or enhance the choreography mm-hmm. itself that and that could would be, be formations, formations um connected pieces of the choreography you know when they all stand in one line and they all do different arms like that's a form of presenting the choreography in a yes. different way uh, levels levels how how like it is shot mm-hmm. so that's just like presentation i was gonna say oh i'm the example queen so txt Tomorrow by Together does a really great job at showcasing and presenting choreography in a unique way because there's five people and they have to be super creative in order to make it interesting. Yeah, because you'd think there's only so many ways to present five people on stage, but, you know, they're trying to innovate and find new ways of making intricate choreography with five people. And then our last one is difficulty. And I feel like this particular standard... It's it not, can be interpreted really different ways. Yeah, it's not the only th- standard you should have for what makes good choreography either. Just like, you know, is a song good just because they hit difficult notes? No, not necessarily. Just like, just because choreography is difficult doesn't mean it's good. Difficulty is definitely, it levels up your choreography because you're like, ah, you can do more things, you can do more difficult moves. If you have dancers that are capable of pulling off very difficult choreography, then it's super impressive, especially to people who, like, know what we're looking for, necessarily. If you've ever, like, tried to learn a K-pop dance, you might be like, ah, this is actually pretty difficult to learn. Mm -hmm. And so, musicality can be difficult, moves themselves can be difficult, all the things we listed before can be difficult. And so, the difficulty is definitely, uh, a factor. But just because something looks easy doesn't mean it is yeah or something looks really really hard doesn't mean it is either yeah because it might just be a speed thing yeah might just be a speed thing yep okay so those are our standards that's what we're kind of judging on (laughs) and so we'll go through each of those things for each one of the videos that we looked at Mm -hmm. and feel free if we're talking about a choreography if we introduce a choreography to pause this podcast and go watch the video on youtube and then come back so that you kind of know what we're talking about. The best way to look at a K-pop choreography is either a choreography performance video or even better, a dance practice video. Why? Because they're not singing. They can focus their entire energy on the dance itself, and so they should be dancing to their full potential. And so Mm -hmm. that's what we usually look at when we're looking at choreography. Okay, so we have a hot take. Hot Hot take! Our hot take is everyone should raise their standards on choreography, especially for the girls. Especially for the girls. And we'll get to that later for why that is. Yes. I think (laughs) I've watched a lot of videos where they're like, oh my gosh, look at this really, really incredible choreography. And me as a dancer, I'm like, meh, it was okay. Yeah. I mean, again, for non-dancers, lots of things are going to look impressive. So I understand. But like for dancers like us, we're like, oh, yeah, that's... They did it. Uh, they, that's choreography. I'm not sure if um, it was super great, but yeah. it's there. <laughs> and again, for the girls, I haven't been impressed by any choreography from a girl group yes. in a really, really long time. Uh, again, or well, like from one or two groups specifically, but yeah. So we'll we'll break down more of our attitudes towards girl groups, and you'll see where we're coming from. And just to be clear, we're gonna disclaim this now, and we're gonna disclaim this later in the vi- in the. Oh my gosh, I keep in wanting the to video. say video. In the episode, but we really do love girl groups. We promise. We do. We really do. And it's do. because we love them that yeah. we hold them to higher standards. I, when I love something, I'm like, I need you to be the best you can be. Yeah. I know you can do more. Um. So, 
on to the choreography that we're going to break down. Yay! Yay! So the first choreography we're looking at is Ringalinga by Taeyong. Yes. Taeyang. Taeyang. How dare I you? I feel like I'm saying it wrong because it. I feel like I'm saying like Tang, like the orange juice. <laughs> yeah, like the like the, the soda. Yeah. Tang. Orange Tang. It's Ringalinga by Taeyang. This is a this is a choreography I watched way back in the day. I've really liked the performance video better than I liked the the actual music video because of the way they presented this mm-hmm. song. It was like a like a one shot video, but they switched. It was filmed in like a warehouse dance studio space yeah. somewhere in LA. Yeah, I'm guessing. I would guess. <laughs> Because but they none like of the dancers are Korean, <laughs> except for one. Taeyang. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the main guy. Anyway, uh, ooh, maybe I should open up my notes to talk about it. <clears throat> All right, this choreo uh, was choreographed by Paris. How do you say her name? Last Gobel? name Gobel. I think so. She's from New Zealand. She is from New Zealand. New Zealand. She was in Royal Family. Mm-hmm. She choreographed Hello Bitches by CL. Yep. She's in that uh, video, too. She's very talented. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite choreographers, she slays. In terms of difficulty, I would say this is medium. It is not the most difficult choreography you're going to see in our list. And you're like, huh, hmm, is it really that good then? Let me tell you why. <laughs> it's uh, effective. It is. It is very effective, especially in presentation. The style of this dance is like the swag style. When you watch it, it's like shoulders, bouncing, very, you have to make each move look cool. And it accentuates his arm muscles. <laughs> it accentuates all their arm muscles. I'm just muscles. thinking of like the ring-a-ling-a-ling, ring-a-ling-a-ling, boom, wow. Yeah, like that whole, I don't know what you would. It's like a roll, a rolling punch. A rolling punch up in the air, like you're going to punch those little punching bags at the gym, like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, anyway, it looks, it's like strong swag. Mm-hmm. You have to approach this. With it's very masculine. Very masculine, yeah. And so that would be the style and very consistent throughout the entire choreography. The musicality is mostly vocal. When he's doing his moves, he's hitting it with the cadence of his words or his vocals. Yeah, it's not necessarily on the beats of the actual music so much as it is on the individual syllables. Yeah, I and... mean, they, he uses beats too, but it's mostly, the majority of it is on his his words and his syllables Mm -hmm. and for a solo performer that would make a lot of sense when you're learning how to dance and sing at the same time it's so much easier to pair movement with words yeah it makes it just a little bit easier to grasp especially if you're expected to sing live while doing the dance moves and it's difficult i will always say that uh solo artists have it way easier when coming up with choreography one because the backup dancers can already dance they know already, what they're doing. They're already good. And so they just have to match the level of the solo performer. And that's why I think solo artist choreography tends to be pretty high quality. And Is I'll your tell shoe you. on my pillow? <gasps> I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying? I don't know because you've got me distracted. I'm sorry. You know what my mother did this morning? <laughs> she put her shoe on the kitchen counter and I flipped out. Can't believe her. Anyway, what were we talking about? Uh, What's that about me being high off a two ginger ale? Yeah, exactly. I mean, the vocal, it also matches the vocal shift. So, you know, when he's low versus when he moves to a higher range, you know, some of his movements also go with that. Which is like word painting? Yeah. But with movement. Movement word painting. Woo woo woo. Woo woo woo. Mm -hmm. Um, The presentation, especially in the, uh, 
uh, performance video, exceptional. I think it makes yeah. it way more interesting to watch than if he was just doing it straight. And that's because of they they did the one shot, but it's like a moving one shot. And so yeah, and people are like moving in and out of the screen. The yes. cameras moving. They do a different... section down the hallway. Yeah, and the formations are always changing. So different levels as well. It also showcases a lot of really really great dancers. Yes, it does. Not just the performer Taeyang, but the presentation made the choreography more effective because mm-hmm. of that. I don't even remember that music video for that song, Ringalinga. Yeah, I don't I don't neither do I. <laughs> but I remember that choreography video. Yeah, yes, exactly. Um very it's good. It's it's, a, it's an effective a, piece of choreography. Yeah. And I would have fun learning this choreography. If I, I was at a to. if I was at a dance convention and this was the choreography we were learning, I would have so much fun learning this because it's like you have to get into this like character and style. I think it would be super fun. <laughs> I feel like half this podcast is me doing something weird and you trying to explain to the people yeah, what I'm doing. Like, <laughs> they can't see you, Stacy. <laughs> Yay! Anyway, so... so that's our first choreography, and I started off with the easiest one, the one I feel like anybody wanted to learn one of these four i would start with this one Mm -hmm. because i think it's the easiest to learn i'm just sitting here thinking about the other ones we put in here Mm -hmm. all right and that was that was kaylee's that was one of my picks that was one of her picks i wanted to see i wanted to do different levels okay um my pick well we both appreciate it yeah yeah. but i fought for this one the seventh sense by nctu I've talked about this song before. I love this song. The reason I love this song is because the choreography is incredible. It's so good. It's very effective. And I think it's effective because of its musicality, its shading, and how that comes together to make it one of the most difficult K-pop choreographies and unique choreographies I've ever seen. It's very difficult. Every We were watching this. We were dissecting this on Friday. We watched it through a bunch of times. And every single movement whether it's a foot landing on the ground or picking up off the ground a hand extending or coming back to the body every single detail is choreographed to a beat very very meticulously the entire thing is mapped out they don't take a step that they're not supposed to they don't move a fraction that they're not supposed to and that alone makes it so difficult because it's so dense because everything has a place where it's supposed to be and if you're not there you're not doing the choreography correctly i just i really really love this this choreography um the shading is really great we were talking about initiation and where movements start Start. and where they finish and i think ten and taeyong are experts at knowing where moves initiate from and where they end there's a part where it's like a little mini dab that they do into their hands, but Ten like dabs and then his body roll goes super slowly through his entire body until it hits the base of his movement and it initiates into the next step. Again, you can't see me. I'm being like a spastic little dancer over here, but just that level of detail that even the dancers put in because that's not necessarily a movement quality that the choreographer would put on their bodies, Yeah, but because of who they are as dancers, especially, again, especially Ten and Taeyang, they put that into the choreography, and I think it made it even more impressive just mm. to see the level of detail that they, and thought that they put into it. Yeah, then they're very expansive with those details. Like, you can see them. It's not like a pla- passing, fleeting movement that you're like, oh, look, I kind of like what they did there. They just add that in. 
No, they did not just add that in. That they was, thought about it. That was supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. I can just... Oh, and you you discovered something really cool with the lyrics. Oh, yeah. I was looking at the stylization, and I'm like, there's, like, no style. Or, it like, switches style halfway between the song. So the end of the dance looks like a completely different dance than the beginning. It's because they start off really stiff and, uh, like, their contained energy. Staccato. Yeah. Um, and it, then it ends in, like, this bouncy, more casual type of movement where they're not stiff anymore. And it was interesting. I was like, why is that? So I looked at the lyrics, and the beginning of the song uses a lot of negative and dark imagery, which I think is what they were trying to portray with their movement. And at the end, it's like a like a waking up or a letting go type feeling. So I think that's why it went there and if that's what they decided to do with the choreography very smart Mm -hmm. because it enhances the the song yeah i think this is a piece of choreography that like really really enhances the song Mm -hmm. because as a listener when i am listening to the song on the radio or on my phone or whatever i am imagining and picturing this choreography happening at the same time because the choreography is used to emphasize such specific beats in the song or beats that don't exist oh yeah i was gonna say the musicality in the song again super difficult why because it's going to the beats of the song you know the high beats the low beats the vocals so the syllables and whatnot and the invisible beats so like they'll be hitting a move on a beat that's not there but you Mm. could picture a beat being there yeah. Or you could hear a beat being there, but it's just not there. Like at the very end when it's like, doom, 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 in that space, there's two very clear beats that it, that would exist, but aren't emphasized in the actual production of the track, but they still dance to those beats even though they aren't there. Yes. And so they switch in between these three musicalities throughout the entire song, and so that's why it would be very difficult to dance mm-hmm. and the switch happens at mark's rap yeah right yeah around there ish yeah the uh and that's a long ass ride and like that the, whole part that comes after is yeah feels like a switch in the choreography yeah if you want to watch it and you see what i'm trying to say because i tried to describe it to stacy and she was like i don't get what you're saying i don't see it <laughs> again i was like we were talking over text message because i was in the car driving home after a camping trip, and she was like, Cece, this is what you gotta look for, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I don't know. I can't see it right now. I'm not in a place where I can watch the video. And then when I finally got home and Kaylee came over, it's like, oh, I see what you mean now. Yeah, again, Kaylee is like, I'm a- I wish I could show you. We're gonna take a picture of these notes, and we're gonna post it on Twitter. Oh, okay. Gonna happen. Okay. <laughs> well, just a few of them. A few of them. <laughs> oh, follow us on social. Yeah. Yeah, we never we never plug that. We never plug them socials. At so. KFC podcast but without any of the vowels on twitter yeah called korean fried chicken yeah because one i would like to hear your your thoughts as well your feedback yeah yeah on any of these discussions from any episode we've ever done yeah i like hearing other opinions even if it doesn't agree with mine yeah feel free to share open-minded that's right (laughs) Mm. 
Okay. Anyway, uh, seven cents. Are we are anything, we wrapped up on seven cents? Uh, anything else? Let me look at my notes here. The presentation. Oh, they have a really good use of formations in this. They also only have five people. Yeah. There's this one where three of them are linking arms, and one goes under the arms, and one hops over the arms, and I was like, oh, that is a nice it's, transition. Jn slides underneath, and Do Young jumps over. Yeah. I know the members of NCTU. <laughs> you. <laughs> Kidding. We all do. We definitely know the members. I thought that was really cool. Anyway, they they use it really effectively. Mm. Again, Um, I think generally speaking, five member groups or less have to get super creative with choreography. More so than the 13, 12... Yeah, especially if only five members are going to be on stage. When you get to the lower numbers, like three or two or one, backup dancers become heavily relied upon. Mm -hmm. Uh, Last note... This is choreography that comes to the audience. It doesn't, you don't have to come to it. Like, it's, it attacks the audience. It's big enough so you can see it. Yes. And on that, discussing kind of whether or not choreography pulls you in or it comes to you, if you lean into the screen while you're watching it, you're going to the choreography. But if you are, find yourself like sitting back and relaxing, then the choreography is coming to you. Yeah. Uh, I use that in describing different choreography styles a lot. So that's something I'll say and you might hear it often. Also, if I was at a convention, I would not want to learn this dance. Just <laughs> putting that really out there. <laughs> I want to learn it, but I know it would take me a really long time to perfect. I would because not- I could put the movement on my body quickly. One, because I've watched enough times that I already know some of the choreography. I just need to, like, sit with it for a while. No. This is not my style at all. I feel like I This get, is my style. I, I would get some sort of, like, gratification from, like, finally be able, being able to hit the moves, but I would not have fun doing it. I'd be like, this is so stressful. I don't want to do this. Yeah. I like... I, I could do the next two choreographies I like a lot. It's, it's just because the stiffness of the beginning is not something I like to do. Like, the end of the song, I would like that bouncy, throw-it-casual style. That would be fun to learn. Yeah. On that note. Okay. So our next choreography is Don't Wanna Cry by Seventeen. Honestly, across the board, I think Seventeen is an excellent dance group. Yes. But this particular choreography still blows my mind. Mm -hmm. It is very appealing to the eye. Yes, it's very, very effective at utilizing a bunch of different of the different standards that we talked about beforehand. But I also appreciate Seventeen and their dance so much because everything is choreographed by Hoshi. And because Hoshi does the choreography, all the members are super in tune with what he wants. He is super in tune with what all the members are able and capable of doing. He knows the music so intimately. And it always turns out really excellent. I just think, just props to Hoshi. Yeah. For everything. <laughs> Perhaps. Good job. Good He's job. so good. Honestly, considering the whole scope of boy groups, I think Seventeen have some of the most unique and interesting and cool choreography. I think that they are one of the cleanest dance groups out of almost anyone. They're very, very technically clean. And there's 13 of them. That's yes. hard to do. Yes. Especially, and they're all the members. They raise the standard for the group by going to Hoshi's level, he raises everybody to be at his level instead of like going to the lowest common denominator or the worst dancer and being like, oh, well, he can't do all this stuff, so I guess we're not going to do it. Which I also also think proves how effective he is as a leader yes. and choreographer. Yes. 
he's able to pull everyone up to his level. Yeah, and I think that that's helped the group immensely. This one, I love the musicality. Oh, 100%. There are several moments right before the second chorus, they like all vibrate, which is such a hard technique to master. And they all do it in time with each other. And it's so effective across the entire group and on everyone on stage doing that move. It just works so nicely. When I think of musicality for this song, it's heavily reliant on the beats of the song. Mm -hmm. The beats and the choreography together make both stand out. So they'll hit a move and you'll be like, ah, that's on a beat. Or the beat will happen and they hit the move and you're like, ah, that accentuated the move. So it's very, they're entwined together, the beats and the choreography. And they're so synchronized. Again, like I think of the whole floorography part where they're like, popping and it's like this really unique interesting movement quality Mm -hmm. because it's not i don't know it's just 17 like like, the style is 17 yeah i was trying to pin down a style for this other than like it's clean Mm -hmm. it's a clean 17 style and it's i i think it's like a burst of energy style where they it's like a catch and release so they'll be like a hundred percent and then they'll let it go Mm mm-hmm 100% 100% let it go and it'll swing tense, back relax yeah tense, tense relax. relax yeah it'll it will go back and forth between those two and because there's 13 members their presentation of the choreography is usually really good too they're good at using formations and levels mm-hmm. and I don't even know like, they, they like create when you have, pictures when you have 13 members I would expect you to get real creative with your your formations that's just kind of an expectation that I don't have for like people with lower amounts of people in it yeah, you know, again, if, with if you people. have like six members, there's only so much you can do formation wise or five members. There's only so much you can do. But when you have 13, you get more options, the more people you have. 17 do a great job every time. They create really, really cool pictures on stage like the uh, crossing. They make the two crosses and they walk through each other and then they make like the, the what, what are they, they called? The tunnel, the little, the, tunnel. The little tunnels that they pass through. Yeah, so good effective formation wise, and it's very expansive. This move, this kind of choreography also comes to you. It's like ha, and then it. I think some parts. This one has me going back yeah, and forth. Yeah, again, it's like that catch because... and release because it's like it's big, and then it's not big. It's big, and then it's not big. And on that note, they really know how to use utilize stillness. When I was learning how to choreograph, and when we were learning how to dance. Stillness is a very effective tool on stage Mm -hmm. because when people are dancing, you expect everyone to be moving all the time. So then when movement stops on stage and something very small happens, it's super, super noticeable and really impactful to the audience. Stillness and minimalization. Mm. Because sometimes, I tell this to my dancers when I'm teaching, sometimes being minimalistic at a very certain part in the music is much more effective than hitting a super aggressive movement filled you know eight count or whatever instead of like stopping and just doing like a simple move like a hand motion yes or a hip roll or a head thing just stopping and sitting in the music it, because for a it, moment. it makes you it draws the audience in because it you're just like oh we're doing a small thing now and so the, you have to zoom in and any movement that they do because everything's still is you're gonna be like ah there it is 17 do this again especially in this song the whole third chorus after the bridge is pretty much stillness. And I think it's smart one because 17 have really great live vocals. And in order to showcase that, they want to make sure that those dancers 
have a chance to breathe. breathe. Yeah, because the first two thirds of the song are really uh, aerobic dance. So like you're moving and moving. And then mm-hmm. this gives them a rest break also to catch up and be able to hit those vocals at the end. And again, it pulls the audience in for that very last chorus when you could be losing people. They pull you in again and they're like, oh, that's really different. There's no other group that's doing that. That's different from the dance that came before the dance yeah. that came after. So that's, that's a very smart strategic move from the choreographer. Oh, she? I think this would be a little bit more difficult to learn, but I would think I would have fun learning it. I think so too, especially the second chorus. The first chorus would be... This is the kind of, <laughs> this is the kind of musicality I really like because I'm like, ah, yes, my movement goes with the beats. And it's like, ah, hitting a beat is so, you know, it satisfies me. I'm like, ah, ooh, yes, I hit it. Mm. <laughs> Yes, it's like uh, doing a math problem. Yeah. Like, yes, I got the answer right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yay. Okay. And our last one, the pure resistance. <laughs> the, the creme de la creme. creme. Yes, that's the cherry on top of this Sunday. Wait, it is a Sunday when we... we're recording this, so I just made a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I slapped her. For you. For the listener, oh, I slapped Kaylee. Oh, boy. Not hard. Don't worry. Anyway. Kaylee and I, when we started talking about doing this episode, and we were thinking about our favorite choreography, the best choreography, or like really, really, really good, effective choreography that I'm like, oh, that was, that's a one right there. That has to be included. We both thought of this song immediately. Let's pause. Let's see if they can guess what song we're talking about. Pause. Are you guessing? Did you guess? Did you, what are did you, you guess? Are you, t- are you telling us your guesses? Cause I are can't, you yelling? I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Hello? Oh, I think I heard a guess. <laughs> Was it right or wrong, Kaylee? I don't know. <laughs> I have bad hearing. I just well, we'll the... put you out of your misery. Okay. It is Move by Taman. Yep. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I have known I have loved Taman for a long time. I thought Danger was incredible. Choreographed by Ian Eastwood. Danger. Super Michael Jackson-esque. He's always done great stuff. We all know. Taman is a dance god among mortal men. <laughs> among mortal men. But this, this choreography is so good. Is I'm tearing up a little bit. Oh, it is so good. <laughs> She's so emotional. I am about everything. I'm also just like on another level today. Yes, we it's, know this. it's the ginger ale people. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason this choreography is so so effective is because it pulls the audience to it yes this is the example of the opposite it doesn't come to you you go to it because Taman is effectively standing there barely moving his hips and his shoulders at the very beginning of the song and you are immediately put in a trance you've never seen anything as cool as slick as impressive as Taman standing still barely shifting his weight from foot to foot or, or even just from the very beginning of the song when he's walking, just by himself, when he's placing his foot down in an individual spot, slightly off the music, which I think is super interesting. And then he, when the background dancers come in, he, he goes on the beat. So just a fun fact. Anyway, but like, he's so, like, so placed and it's beautiful. This is, again, like that utilization of stillness where... Or minimalization. Yes. And stylization. Yes. Like, not just anyone could pull off this choreography. I think everyone could maybe learn it. Yeah. Right? Like, you could stand in a room with a choreographer because and these... learn the moves because it's easy. Effectively these... super simple. Yeah, these movement. moves are super, super simple. But what makes it difficult 
is the stylization. This is 100% style. I feel like it was just made for Taman himself because it works so well on his body. And it requires so much confidence. Yeah. If Taman questioned himself for even a moment, the entire effect would be lost. Yes. But because he is so sure of himself, he is so confident, he knows for a fact that he has the audience in his back pocket, it just is incredible. For example, when he, he makes like a curved line with his hips and his uh, and he pulls torso. His arm, yeah, he pulls his arm up the side of his body and it's super slow and exaggerated and it's impressive. Like, I don't know how. Like, he's literally just like pulling his hand up the side of his body, but the way that he does it and the speed, because the musicality also beat-based, but like he moves in the silences a lot as well because he's extending a move. He arrives at his full extension just before the next move is supposed to hit. So he's filling every single space of the song, and then right as the next move is about to hit, he finally hits the full extension. He gives that audience that moment of satisfaction, and then it's on to the next. And what else? There's a part where he like turns around and it's just like a- oh oh, he turns and he does a, a a shoulder lift with like no power behind it. It's just so casual. But he also like goes up on a little releve and moves his knee and contracts his chest all at the same time so the movement looks just like a but i don't know where it is in the in the it's i think it's right after the first chorus moving into the second verse anyway yeah there's so many moments in that choreography where i'm like and this is this is a type of style i would absolutely love to do because i love casual movement and what i mean by casual is that it's just like decided to move your wrist that way or you just decided to move your leg that way that day it doesn't look like you need to be super trained in dance to be able to pull it off mm-hmm. man the body awareness you have to have to yeah pull the, it off. the body awareness i think is my favorite part and it's like what we called it in college is pedestrian mm. and by pedestrian i mean it's like a joe schmo it's like walking or raising a hand, or whatever. You don't need a lot of technical ability to know how to do it. Again, what makes it difficult is the body awareness, the the movement quality of your whole entire body while you do this choreography. This is a master class in casual confidence, in pulling the audience to you, making in it, if, stage presence. I was going to say, if this is not a character that you were, it's a good character study. You have to envelop a kind of persona yeah a persona yeah and the backup dancers kill it too yeah props to them yep he has a video where he dances it with the choreographer because he came up with like three different versions of the music it was a collaborative effort between him and a japanese person koharu koharu i can't even say it yeah koharu sugawara japanese people please tell me how to say it because (laughs) so I think it's come to the point in our episode, Kaylee, oh, where it. we talk about the elephant in the room. Yes. There was no girl choreography on our list. Nope. Of the four, none of them were were the girls, were the women. Why? Why? So, again, disclaimer. When it comes to girl groups, we really do love them. Before we filmed this episode, we were jamming to Dolphin by Oh My Girl. Mm-hmm. It is stuck in our head so bad. We love the girls. We, we do. love listening to their music. We appreciate their vocals. I think whenever they perform live, they have really fantastic vocals. The majority of them do. They do great. But because we love girl groups, 
we want them to do better. Yeah. Uh, and we want them to do better in choreography specifically. specifically. Yes. I like the styles of the songs. I love the songs themselves, but I end up not wanting to watch them perform it at all. Mm. Why is that? <laughs> and I think a lot of this is not necessarily the girls', the girls fault. Their producers limit them. I think their choreographers limit them. I, I think, think the they're... people who train them don't train them well enough when they're young. There's just so many elements that have held the girls back from being really, I think really incredible choreo- choreographed dance groups. Companies like to play it safe with girl groups. They they see like, oh, this this has worked for forever, so let's just keep producing stuff like that. Whereas the boy groups, I think, are constantly engaged in a competition to see who can outdo the next boy group. Yeah. Who can do a backflip, who can do a crazy stunt, who can do the hardest, yeah. most difficult, how fastest synchron- How synchronized can they all be? And, like, girls go down to the lowest person. Lowest like, common denominator. Yeah, if uh, a girl or a few girls are not dancers and they have trouble with choreography, they make the choreography to suit them rather than the girls who are the dancers. And I know this because I know I've watched individuals dance and I'm like, wow, they're really good. How come I never see this on stage? Or I think one of a- the best examples of that is Blackpink because we know Lisa's a good dancer. We know she could pull off a bunch of stuff, but the group as a whole is given really terrible choreography. Yes. <laughs> to be really blunt and terrible about it, but I mean, it, you just have to fit. Like, some people will be like, oh, their choreography is great. No, it's really not. I'm sorry. And that I, we realize that's a subjective. It is very subjective, but like from a dancer, it makes me feel frustrated that they can't show off more of their talents yeah i'm I'm sad i'm like i want to see you do really good and this isn't making me feel hyped up to you know watch you kaylee again has a lot of notes yes so uh i have no idea where to start to be honest when i think of girl choreography there are things that you see for example when guys transition they get real creative they will hop to a spot, they'll do moves to a spot. Very rarely are they just, like, walking. For girls, walking is the go-to transition. They, like, skip-hop to every formation. Or just, like, just like a strut. And I pointed this out to Stacey, and she's like, Oh, yeah, now that you've pointed it out, it's, it's annoying me. That they're not getting any sort of creativity in how they're transitioning. Some groups or some songs will have, like, a, a moment where they're like, ah, yes, we're going to do really cool transitions. But I very rarely see it. I was going to give some examples. Oh, yeah, I love go. giving examples. Yes, give some examples. So, a great example of, like, really interesting transitions in a song, I would say, are, like, BTS Blood, Sweat, and Tears. The whole way that they move in the chorus, they, like, move out and then they move back in and then they transition they're, and they switch positions. They're that- co- constant. They're moving while they're changing formation. And that's something that's that's interesting to watch and en- enhances the choreography. And then you'll watch something and they'll just be walking for girls. Yeah. It's it's sad because, again, the girls are capable of more than that. Yeah. They're absolutely capable of more than that. Like, the bare minimum is walking. Do slides. We get it. We already know you're pretty. We already know that you're cool and that you're sexier and you can pull off all these concepts. We get that. Don't walk there. Please don't walk there. Yes. <laughs> that's all I ask. Uh, next. Choreography, girl choreography, most of the time is highly focused on arm movement. Not just just walking and arm movement. 
It's like faux vogue. It's not, but it's not. It's supposed not, to be vogue or whacking. It's just arms. It's just arms, and it's pantomime. Yeah, I don't like pantomime. Don't pantomime to me. <laughs> just don't do that. It's just like arm placement, and there's no like power behind it. It's just like this is where my arms go. This is where my arms go. Arms, 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 arms. Mm-hmm. Like use their torsos a little bit more. Use their shoulders a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Use their knees. Make them get low. Or if you're going to go to the ground to do floorography, do good floorography. floorography. Do not just like a sit and then maybe like a, a, a like a little roll down and then you lay there and then maybe and then some you arms. Make cute eyes at the camera. Like just freaking dance. Yeah, I would like to see some innovative floor choreography once in a while. Like a, that isn't from Itzy. Itzy yeah, is that, like one of the only ones that do innovative yeah, choreography. That, <laughs> yeah, we'll give you some examples, some good choreography, or some groups that I think are pushing the boundaries oh so slightly for ladies. We need a revolution as well. We do. Like I feel like the boy revolution happened real fast because I remember uh, early 2000s, 2010s the guys choreography oh, yeah. not super great but because it became so competitive they had to whoosh, raise yeah. the standard real fast oh yeah and so i'd like to see the standard raised for ladies as well their formations and their levels always very minimal they when, do everything in lines yeah there's lines are very one-dimensional yeah, but, like, they're, they're, like, their fallback. Like, let's do a diagonal line. Let's do a line, you know, squished together. Let's do a line from front <gasps> or to back. that thing where they do a line and then they put their hands on each other's shoulders. Uh, or they lean on each other's, like, backs. Butts. Or they lean back on each other's, you know, stomachs. Oh, geez. It's in every dance. It's, they, uh, oh, boy. And there are some groups that will do it in every single one of their choreographies. Blackpink. Blackpink can do better. Yeah, so when I when I watch the girl choreography, it just makes me so frustrating. I'm like, come on. You know, they have it in there. Be creative. Uh, the musicality, always super simple. It's that one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And they might or do a one, one and two, three and four, five and six, seven and eight. One and two and three and four, five and six and seven, seven and eight. eight. It's like consistent. Very rarely am I getting those like, yeah, you know, like, yeah, you know, dynamics. Yes. It's always, it's very reliant on its consistency. Mm-hmm. It's a consistent musicality. And I, and I also kind of recognize that girl groups play a different role than boy groups because girl groups kind of have this virality around them mm-hmm. and they can't be too detached from the general public because a lot of Korean general public kind of engage more with girl groups and it needs to be a little bit more of a viral movement something that's easily repeated or like when you think of a girl group song you're like a a movement comes to mind yeah like tt from yeah twice or the boom boom song that uh what is it momo land boom boom or there's a lot of them yeah they have like a like a viral move that goes with the dance like you'll see like the boys they'll know what the move is so they'll be able to do it Yes. So it's like, there's like cadence to that, or there's like... And there's value to that, but I think not every single song that you make as a girl group has to be that. Yeah. As a girl group, you should be allowed to have the range. You can make something that's viral, and you can make something that's impressive and difficult. 
both of those things are valid and both of those things should be expected. Yeah. Because you have the talent. <laughs> yeah. Another thing, okay, I'll just lump these all together. The power behind the movement, the range of movement, and the movement quality of girl groups is substantially lacking because they lack proper training for dance. Now, what this means is that when they do a move, there's no power behind it. Yeah, generally speaking, or like the standard is that they just have to complete the moves. There doesn't have to be any sort of power behind it. It's that whole initiation thing again. Yeah. There's no knowledge of where something initiates. Well, like, yeah, when they move an arm or something, they should be, mo- like, be using your whole body. They do not use their whole body. They just do the bare minimum of the move. And they don't fully extend. Yeah. Like, we were talking about extension before. When you are when you put your arm up in the air, your shoulder should be down, your elbow should be straight, energy should be shooting through your fingers. Yeah, whenever we, when I was in ballet, you think about energy coming out the tips of your fingers and so you look long you're not just putting your hand there you know not thinking how can i extend past where my arm goes and there's tension in the entire arm you're putting your shoulder down you're you're tensing all the muscles in your entire arm it looks like it's out there soft but it there's so much intention in this arm yes you can't see it but i'm like holding a solid what is this first arabesque arm But (laughs) anyway, they don't use their torsos um, unless it's specifically intended like a body roll to be the movement. They don't Mm -hmm. engage their entire body when they dance. And again, this comes down to lack of training. And this is something that choreographers, trainers could easily do, but they're not. So we were watching, what was it, Luna? Yeah, yeah, here's a good uh, comparison. We were watching... Luna's cover of Cherry Bomb by NCT127, which I I like and I don't like for reasons. I like it because I finally get to see them doing something other than a highly feminized style of dance. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with feminized dance. No, it's just all I see. But it's like, good dance is good dance, whoever's... Yeah, I don't want to say, like, girls need to dance more masculine, because it's not more masculine. It's just dance. Yeah. Like, you will go to L.A. and you'll see dancers, uh, female dancers right next to the guy dancers doing the same style. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean it's not feminine, but it's, like, the same choreography. I don't know how to explain it. I mean, once you put it on your body, if you're a woman and you put it on your body, it's going to be more feminine because you are a woman. But the style itself, the choreography itself is not... It's just, it's not stylized. And it's not made to emphasize your femininity or... What am I trying to say? Like, well, I think emphasize your femininity is a really good because mostly when I think girl groups, it accentuates like hips, arms, image based. It's it, like, look at my face, look at how pretty I am, look at my pose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And honestly, I think it's demeaning. Yeah. Like, there's a time and a place for super feminized dance. Put on a pair of heels and rock it out, right? Yeah. Put on a cute little skirt and do something sweet. But at the same time, like, as women, we can we can, you can there's more range that they could be hitting i can be attacking more intense choreography i absolutely can i am fully capable of it yeah so don't demean me by giving me simple choreography that's hypersexualized or ma- or made to or make like, me look like a little girl like <laughs> and yeah and that's again because that's like kind of the songs that they or the themes that they're given again playing it safe 
the company plays it safe by giving these things that everybody knows and everything's established instead of pushing boundaries into more con uh, complex concepts or... Because I have no doubt they make songs that are complex in concept in terms of lyrically and... Yeah. It's imagery. Like, they, the range of songs are a little bit wider, but, like, the dance styles they put to those songs are, like, stuck in, like, it's either cutesy girl, uh, girl crush, faux vogue, or, like, sexy. And that's about it. Yeah. What was that song we were listening to? The Lottie? What is it? Uh, Lottie Da by Everglow. Yeah. The new one. Lottie Da Everglow. If you were to just listen to that song without watching the performance, you would have a particular idea in your head of what the choreography could look like. But then you go and you watch the choreography and you're like, oh, that's it? Yeah. It's like just basic, basic girl choreography. It doesn't feel like it adds to the song. Yeah. There's nothing special there. It's like just the bare minimum. And I'm like, oh, they could be doing like this retro bouncy style or even like a, what did you say? Um, like jazzercise. Like a jazzercise style. That would be cool. Something that's fun, energetic, that highlights how retro it sounds and how exciting it is yeah, it sounds, it's a great song like it sounds retro like the the lyrics are like you know talking about the haters and whatnot so it's a little bit maybe like more subdued darker and you can definitely lyrically find but it would to... be like a juxtaposition with the bounciness and stuff of the song so it could be a very interesting but they don't do that they don't do it they don't even yeah. take any sort of risk so we want i to... love that song by the way i really do because yeah. 80s 80s synth vibes me. We love 80s synth vibes. Yeah. So I just feel like the girls could do more. It's not their fault that they're not given more. The producers need to step up their game. The choreographers need to step up the game. The dance trainers need to step up their game and treat the girls with the same level of integrity that they treat the boys. Yeah, I feel like girl groups have it really hard with how they're kind of treated. I just wish the companies cared as much uh, about the girls as I do. Because <laughs> clearly we feel strongly about this. We do. We really do. Because being girls and dancers, you know, I would want to be able to, what is it called? I resonate with them because I'm a girl and I'm a performer. If I was in there, I would be frustrated. I would be so frustrated because I'm like, I can do better. I have to dance because I would probably be a dancer. But I have to dance at this such a low level because they're not going to train our other people. Or they're just not going to give you something that challenges you. Yeah. And I'll see them dance individually of the dancers of a girl group and they'll be yeah. like yeah wow they're really really good mm-hmm. i wish that could translate over to their songs as a group all right let me go into some girl groups i think are kind of pushing the boundaries mm-hmm. very slowly like um i think itsy is doing a great job they're not only clean mm-hmm. they're very clean when they're doing it but they're kind of pushing the boundaries of movement quality very slightly they'll get lower They'll use more of their bodies with their movements, their their floor will They cor- present choreography for five people pretty, in an interesting way. Yeah, pretty pretty well. It doesn't mean like they don't have anything to work on, but I, I enjoy at least I see effort being put in. I'll see power behind their movements, or like twice I'll see more interesting musicality mm-hmm. or so where they're like constantly moving or hitting multiple or different more beats. interesting stylization yeah like their whole dance the night away track was all like house step it had like mini house steps in it and i was like oh yeah cool a little bit of house in there nice mm-hmm. um and one of my favorite ones to watch recently is third eye which consists of three members but they use their uh backup dancers really effectively too but their movement quality and their power the choreography itself 
is not necessarily feminine. It's just... It's like, it's, like, it's just choreography. It's good choreography yeah. put on female bodies. Yes. That's really all it is. That's They're really just all it is. doing good things, and yeah. they happen to be women. Yeah. <laughs> that's our take. That's a very... That might be controversial. We might... Yeah, this is... You might not all say, agree with the stuff would, that we've said here. Yeah, I would... I think this is the most controversial topic and take, at least for me, in something in K-pop, is my take on girl groups. Mm-hmm. Because I just love them so much. I just want them to... You know, I would need a revolution. An <sighs> actual revolution. Okay. Um, <laughs> recommendations. Kaylee kind of already said it. She said third eye. I want to just clarify that that's spelled with the number, number three, Y-E. Dance practice video I would want you to go watch is their Out of My Mind or O-O-M-M. Because I think, again, it's a very effective piece where you can see them putting power behind their movements. They're getting low. They... The backup dancers and the pictures they're making and formations they're making, very effective. Very Mm. effective. And girls had to be at the same kind of standards. There's less of them, so it's easier, but they're all doing this choreography. So, like, the standard's a little bit raised. So I appreciate, like, what they're doing. Yes. They're great. And then my recommendation is Kong Daniel. I also recommend it. Yeah, well, I mean, we we both agree on both of these recommendations. (laughs) They're both great. (laughs) But... He just has really, really great choreography. I think his movement quality is, again, it's like masculine but pedestrian. He makes it look really simple and easy, yeah, but it's I, clearly I, not. I like when dancers themselves can make a really hard choreography look so easy. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's like their job, and I uh, that's one of the aspects of a dancer I really like. And it, I think he's really good at it. Yeah. And... Whoever he hired to be his choreographer is just incredible. Oh, so good. I like, if I watch one of their dance videos, I know who it is. I don't know his name, though. He's like the short, the shorter backup dancer. Who You Are is really, really good. Kaylee prefers That's, that one. I prefer that one. What's the other one? What's the one that I like? What is it called? What Are You Up To? Okay. So, yeah. So, the first song, Who You Are, and then the other song I really love, the one that I prefer is What Are You Up To? Just because the musicality in that song is, like, chef's kiss. The musicality in Who You Are is really good, too. Both it of those, Actually, too, both of those choreographies, very good. I just prefer the breakdown, the bridge dance breakdown in What Are You Up To? I like the, the casual style of the Who You Are just so much. Essentially, we're arguing over which one of Kong Daniel's choreography is better, but they're both incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah so. they, they, they really are. So go watch him. Anyway, so I just implore you to look at choreography with a more critical eye yeah and love what you love no shame we're super critical because we were raised in a dance background and we both teach or have coached led dance yeah so we have to be kind of critical yeah They're like how do you how do how do i make my dancers improve is by pointing these things out you know yes so i'm you know why because i love them and we're always approaching dance. Honestly, it kind of ruins the whole illusion. Yeah. Because we can't take simple enjoyment out of things. Yeah, we'll be like, we can't be like, oh, look, it's just so impressive. Blah, blah, blah. We, like, were, we were watching a choreography yesterday. I'm not going to say the group name. but we <laughs> oh, no. oh, no. I know exactly what we're talking about. And I know that a lot of people really love this group and they really love this member and they think this person is super great. But we <laughs> burst into laughter and we couldn't contain it because not that it was bad no it was bad <laughs> it was he was sticking out in a way 
that was not good and it was just funny because it's not supposed to be a funny song it's not supposed to be funny dance but like the way he was presenting this movement was comical Um, and it was just like if he was given the proper like it literally all he needed was a coach to be like hey don't do that. And then he would be fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But nobody ever said that to him. They're probably like, wow, that's such great, unique style you've got there, bro. <laughs> oh, no. It was so, just hilarious. But, like, guy groups can work on these things, too. Like, not just girls. Everybody should be trying to move forward and be the best people they can be. And so. only be in competition with themselves. Yeah. Not trying to constantly one-up each other. Which, I mean, it helps, but, like... It drives innovation. Yeah. Capitalism, it, yeah, you drive, know? But, but, like, is that really really good for you? I don't know. Let's just be ourselves. And we love that. We want everyone to get to that anyway, point. Anyway, yeah. And if you have cool choreographies that you like, personally, please yeah. tell us about it. I love watching, you know? On so. our Twitter, Korean Fried Chicken. Look us up. Yep, please. <laughs> please oh. engage with us. <laughs> yeah. We're starved. I don't want to just talk about it with Stacy anymore. And we want to have a, a conversation. If you disagree with one of our opinions... Yeah, tell us! Tell us, kindly. Yeah, please. Because I, I will always try to be respectful of everybody's opinion. Because I know everybody holds opinions. It's and subjective. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. But please engage in conversations with us. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening. KFC out! My butt hurts.